Welcome to the Lineals Podcast. This is going to be uh, episode eight. I am always uh, Smith, and I'm here with executive, senior producer, and executive producer host Seth. All right. So I just want to start this podcast off with a, with, a, with a little announcement, and it's that we have finally eight episodes in learned how to keep our audio from coming through the speakers on my computer. Yeah. So it's, we don't hear ourselves back to ourselves as we talk. We've been turning them off this entire time. We've it happened in the first recording where we were like, "Shit, why are our voices coming out? Why can't we stop it?" So we thought that was the end. We thought, "Oh, we can't do a podcast now because yeah. this is impossible." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, breakthrough! We'll just turn the speakers off." And thus, history was made. Yeah. And today, we have just learned, literally 45 seconds ago, that if you change the channel of uh, the output to none, hey, that solves your problem. Yeah, and you still record. <laughs> also, fun fact, you know that if we, do, if we do 500 more episodes, we'll have done 508 episodes? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, I think about it. 508, you add up all those digits, what do you get? 13. 13. The unlucky number. Yeah. It's only 10 less than the number 23. The best Jim Carrey movie. Best Jim Carrey film. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, today is, uh, today is January, uh, 7th. It's been a weird week. It has been a weird week. Because I don't think either of us know anything. Like, we just, we have just done nothing all week. I've kind of just glided through this week. Yeah. It's been a weird week because we had the the big the big storm that shut down everything uh, for like a day at my work. They were like, "Yeah, don't come to work because it snowed." And yeah. I know some of our people that listen to this podcast probably don't live in the South, but if you if you, so if you don't, just know that if it snows around here, it's like the world has ended. Yeah, and we shut things down. And there's a lot of jokes on the internet from people who are up north who are like, "Oh wow." The South gets two inches of snow, and they just shut everything down. Well, it's because we don't have infrastructure for when it snows, because it doesn't ever snow, really. Yeah. We don't have... It's not, It's not. Uh, you know, it's not smart to buy snow tires here, because you're never going to use them. We don't have salt trucks and snow plows, because, once again, that's infrastructure we don't need. So, it, it, when it does... When it rarely does snow, yeah, we shut things down, because we kind of have to. Yeah. So, but... And also, it's probably the most snow I've ever seen in my life on the ground. That's true. And it was kind of fun. You get, yeah. you get to go outside and walk around and you know make snowballs and stuff it was actually uh, a new experience for me it's this, this old i went to work the day after it snowed and by the way it snowed and that snow was pretty much like any part that was in the sunlight was melted by the by within an hour of the sun coming out yeah but i'd even, say they it was probably on the ground for about if you because it started really late at night or i guess early in the morning it was probably on the ground for about 10 hours maybe yeah. and then when the sun when the sun came out it, it kind of most of it went away but there's still some snow out there because of the way it's yeah. in the shadows and it hasn't got quite got hot enough yet but when i went to work the next day there was a snowman uh near the building where i work and i went to work and i got out and then someone had added to the snowman uh they had put a dick on it hell with yeah a stick so i had a nice had a woody i guess you could call it um very rare sight here in Georgia. We did, you don't really see snowmen. No. Much less snowmen with anatomically correct bodies. Um, so that's, I guess he didn't have any balls. You know, little snowballs. You can have a say. <laughs> snowballs! Next. Um, that's not what a vasectomy <laughs> is, though. You know that, right? Yeah, they, well, a vasectomy, they chop your whole dick off. Chop your whole dick off. Yeah. The so, whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And leave the balls. And leave the balls. Yeah. So it's the opposite of that, that shit that happened to that guy on Game of Thrones. Yeah. That took his balls. That his guy on Game of Thrones. What's his name? Great Grey Worm? Grey Worm. Yeah. Grey Worm. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that guy. That's so weird. Why, why, why would you take the balls and not the dick? Like, what's... I mean, it's still effective, right? You've still been essentially castrated. I mean, you're down there already. Why not just go ahead and yeah. get the whole thing? I'm sure okay. there's a reason for that, right? Like... Yeah, I'm sure there is. I haven't read all the books. I'm sure there's... They're probably like 200 pages dedicated. I meant like to... a real life reason. Uh-oh. Like when we did real life. Oh, yeah, right. you've read the books, so I guess it's not in the books. But yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, it's gotta be some kind. Of, maybe more bleeding. I maybe, don't know. Maybe it's more bleeding. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's you have to leave the temptation there because if you don't have a dick at all, you can't even fuck somebody. But if you have the dick, you can still do it, and you should be able to overcome that mind over matter. That's what are you the whole thing. Do? Put your soft dick into a person. I mean, who who says you can't liven it up a little bit? You know, you might be able to add some like harden. Science ability. says so. What are you going to take a pencil and wrap some tape around it? And, and what's what are you? They what did it. On, he did it on Game of Thrones. I assume just ate her out. 
I don't assume that at all. Okay, well, I mean, here's that question though: Is how's Grey Worm going to the bathroom? Because pee stored is stored in the balls. So mm-hmm. how's he stored his piss? He just piss all the time. Is he's constantly pissing himself? Like is it just running out of his dick all the time? Like is that what's going on? Is that? I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure we could just look this up. Like if you don't have ball, like I'm sure there's plenty of people who have in some some way lost their balls or had them cut off in some way. So there has to be a some some data out there about what happened. Like, do you just constantly piss or not? I'm trying to picture right now the horrific accident that would result in you losing your balls and nothing else. <laughs> what what happens? I imagine, like, so you're driving. Uh-huh. And you're hard. Okay. So, okay. Well, I mean, we're all hard when we drive. <laughs> yes. So that's just regular. All right. But, because, you know, like, when you're hard, you're, your dick doesn't lay over your balls. Uh-huh. You know, it sometimes like just kind of become, like, a big blodge of genital sure um so it's not on it so you get into an accident and then like part of your car comes up and it, it grazes under your erect dick takes out your takes out your balls uh-huh. and then you're left without any balls in a horrific accident and you have to explain that when they get the jaws of life on you man the physics of this of this operation are insane i didn't say it's something that could happen mm. every day I, am not, I'm, I assume it, it probably has. I assume that it does happen every day, actually. I'm sure there was some like poor fucker in World War II who was shot from an angle at the side where it pierced his balls but did not hit his dick. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's got some shrapnel in there before and kind of yeah. had a, had some issues. But you're also hard when you're at war, so <laughs> your dick is always above your. Ball. Really? Because every time I've been in a fight, my dick is immediately just like shriveled up. To really? defend itself. Really? Yeah. Mine's always just gets harder. I mean, if I could retract my balls into my body when I'm fighting somebody, I would rather do that <coughs> than... Uh, than it does eliminate a big weakness. It really does. Uh, if you're fighting if you're fighting such underhanded rapscallions that would hit you in your genitals. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. just in case any listeners are wondering, me and my brother, we fight all the time. We're <laughs> constantly getting into fights with people. <laughs> We're constantly getting into physical altercations with other humans because we interact with enough of them that this happens. I mean, I haven't gotten in a fight since college, and I only got into a few of them then. I've never was... been in a fight. You've never been in a fight? Have, like a real fight? No. Oh, man. Me and my friends used to like kind of fight on trampolines you know, I and did, stuff. I but... did once watch you destroy a man, body and soul, uh, uh, before me one time. You I, don't, did, I don't remember this. You did just like, you, you, you took this man, this human being, and you embarrassed him. Uh, to the point that I was like, man, why did I why, why did I let this happen? I should have called the police. I don't I don't recall this. It was like it was like a modern day public shaming is what it was like. No, we're not going to talk about. Hey, you okay. can, you want to you want to talk about it? We can. No, I'm good. I'm good. I just want you, I want everyone to know that, that Seth may not have been in a fight, but he has destroyed a human yeah. being before in a physical physical well, altercation. We can use the word human being lightly. <laughs> More of a. Weird troll kind yeah. of thing that I found. Like a sentient slime mold yeah. that is we'll, somehow walking around. We'll tell the story some other time. Yeah. That'll be our 508th episode. We'll tell that story. So, I did want to talk about one thing that happened this week that I was paying attention to. And it was our uh, our good buddy uh, Jefferson Beauregard Secessions III. Jeff uh, yeah, Sessions, yes. Who has decided that... Is his middle name actually Beauregard? It is Beauregard. Oh, he, wow. is, he is literally named for like three Confederate generals at once. It's like they all bukkake into the same yeah. woman and impregnated her, and out came this fucking, this fucking Keebler elf looking motherfucker with thin skin so fucking thin you can see his organs underneath. Can you imagine Jeff Sessions shirtless? It would be like one of those horrible, horrible sea fish. Or like cave dwelling fucking eels you can see through and see their hearts. I imagine that he's had his clothes attached to his body. Really? Yes. That's that, that suit. So that can't. You know what? That suit's probably actually part of him. Yeah. He's like one of those bugs from Mimic. He's just born with yeah. clothes on him already, basically. Exactly. If you were to take it off, it would actually kill him. Yeah, exactly. So you can't. The suit never comes off of, yeah. off of Jeff Sessions. But this motherfucker. For those who don't know, uh, we, you know that there are some states that have legalized weed, and the hey. reason, yeah, I know, right? Uh, fucking blaze it. Um, there, this was only able to happen because under the Obama administration, the Justice Department sort of had an informal, I guess it was a formal rule that said we are not going to go after um, legal weed operations in the states. We're going to let states' rights, you know, have this one, and we're not going to... Because they could. They could shut it all down if they wanted to. Yeah, because it is federal law does trump state law. Yeah. Well, now Jeff Sessions has decided that the best option is to 
strike down that that rule and start to go after these legal weed operations. And for a long time, that's caused a lot of problems for weed uh, uh, businesses in these in these, in these uh, states um, because they often wouldn't be able to have a bank account or they wouldn't be able to deal with like legit creditors and stuff because yeah. at any time the whole operation could be burned to the ground by the federal government totally legally. And there'd be no way for them to fight back. So they've had to like do all kinds of crazy shit to keep their... I mean, lots of money we're talking about here. Like in the yeah. millions, or billions even, yeah. of dollars of money moving around constantly from place to place in these informal structures. It's not good for the businesses and the people, the people that work there. Because yeah. at any moment your, your, your job will disappear. I had a friend who just did... He just got a degree in business management. And he did his thesis um, about legalized marijuana because he's moving to Oregon and wants to... Um, working on a legalized weed operation. Oh yeah. And he would he like he had to and he interviewed people anybody who would actually talk to him about it. And he said that yeah, like they're first of all they're only allowed to deal in cash because they can't have real bank accounts. So whenever they're like taking their because but they still have to pay taxes and they still have to put you know keep their money somewhere safe. So they have to use they use like um, like personal bank accounts to keep this money sometimes. And sometimes they'll have to haul. I mean, like, the, like there's videos people like open up their vault and they'll, they'll literally have like two hundred fifty thousand dollars from like a week maybe of do of just selling something that is totally legal mm-hmm. and they'll have to transport that and that's so dangerous. I mean, because I mean then because the whole thing is now there's criminals who are finding out that oh they know when these guys are running their deposits and they'll try and find a way to steal their money because that's you know sometimes you're running a million dollars to the bank who isn't going to want to steal that like modern know? day highwaymen and shit exactly okay and it's been it's, it became a real issue for those guys and they just have to con- they feel like they have to out of pocket pay for like private security to help them because you can't have like like you can't use like an emeritus you know uh, mm-hmm. what do you call those armored car you yeah. can't use one of those you have to like hire private security so that's even more of their their bottom line that they're taking out just because the government won't let them actually run a legal business so you got like mercenary groups running around here protecting weed money shipments yeah. from literal fucking brigands on the, the high roads of the world. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just fucked up because, um, first of all, le- weed to be legal. Let's not even fucking mention yeah. words. This shit should be legal. Um, and cause there's no reason not to, I mean, the effects of it have been scientifically proven to be not even as bad as, as alcohol, alcohol or cigarettes, or especially cigarettes. You can't. You literally can't overdose on it. Like you can drink yourself to death. You cannot weed yourself to death. It's True. not possible. It's just like I remember this one time I saw an experiment they did. They just pumped a guinea pig full of as much fucking THC as they could, and he just he just like fell asleep. But he was okay. He didn't die. I once read that the only way to die from smoking weed is if you smoke it and do nothing else. So you like don't even drink water, and then you just die of dehydration. That's yeah. the one way it can kill you, which is impossible because you get the munchies and you're gonna want to eat and drink yeah. shit. Constantly, when you we didn't, not that I would ever know, not that I have any idea the effects of, of marijuana. Oh, on I, I've smoked plenty of weed, so I mean, oh, I, 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 I know all the effects. Yeah. All right. I guess I guess no one gives a shit on the podcast. We've smoked uh, weed. Uh, oh wait, we 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 yeah. both smoked weed. weed. So you're admitting. Yeah. Don't do this. No. Speaking of this, this is we'll, we'll get back to the Jeff Sessions thing. Mm-hmm. So I play this online video game called League of Legends. It's one of the most popular games in the world. Maybe you've heard of it. Um. And whenever you're in, whenever you're like choosing your character, you're in like a lobby with all the people in the game and you can like talk to each other. And this one person was, the first thing he typed out was like smoke weed every day. And then somebody else was like, my dog died of a drug overdose. So that's not funny. And then the guy was like, you can't, you can't die from weed. And then they talked for a minute. And then the other, the guy whose dog died of weed overdose was, he said, by the way, did you know that weed backwards is due? So fuck off. (laughs) I was, this is this is the best exchange I've ever seen because yeah. it made no sense. Yeah, no. Um, and they were probably both smoking weed. So when I think of weed businesses, I think of uh, that Oliver Stone movie, Savages. Remember that fucking movie? That's a weird movie. Want to go see it? Yeah. Quick spoiler for Savages here. If you if you really care, turn the podcast you off. You don't. You don't care. At first of all, it has this really weird thing where you assume that the two guys who are banging the same girl don't know. Oh no, they know, yeah, and they're they, okay they with both it. Know and they're, they're fine. They're okay with this 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 open relationship. Not not I guess not open. It's like uh, the reverse Alan Moore, I guess, is what it would be. Yeah, actually. Um, and so at the end though, they go to have a showdown with I guess what was it? Is it Selma Hayek? Is that who the lady is that they're? I think, I think she's the villain. Or yeah. is it Penelope Cruz? Uh, Selma Hayek. Is Selma it? Hayek. Yeah. Okay, is the is the villain basically this movie? They have a showdown with her her guys in the desert. And they all get killed. Like, 
the three main is it all three of them or just the two main guys? I think it's the two main guys. The two main guys get shot and they're fucking dying. It's very like way of the gun type ending. And then all of a sudden they just like nope, rewind the movie back to the point before that and then do a different plan and they win. Yep. And it's like, wait, what? Huh? It was very weird. And the the funny thing is, he just he just detailed the only two things I remember from that movie. Mm-hmm. I do remember it not being bad, but just being like, eh. But it is definitely a weird movie, and I don't know if anyone even does anybody care about that movie. Does anybody ever talk about it? Ever? I remember there's a scene where Selma Hayek is is in the reverse cowgirl position well, like, yeah, uh, while talking to her 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 daughter on the phone. I mean, I didn't want to mention that I remember that part, but yes. Uh. I just felt like like Oliver Stone had had just watched Funny Games and was like, guys, I've got a great idea for how we're going to end this motherfucker. Don't get me started on Funny Games. <laughs> but back to back to our buddy Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions. Yeah. and how this is just so dumb because California obviously this is in response to the fact that California has legalized weed and it just and it just got legalized over there. So and Jeff Sessions does not recognize California as a state in his no, mind. I don't think Cal- I don't think Jeff Sessions knows California exists mm-hmm. or at least he does know and he hates it um, because it represents all things that he doesn't like. Even the even though the fact that most of California is red like you look at the voting stuff and it's like all this red but it goes blue because everybody fucking lives in the one blue area yeah. of California like everywhere else in the world or in America anyways I guess where uh, the countryside, like where we live at, is populated by people who are mostly Republicans, and the cities are blue, and it looks small on a map, but if you population map it, those those blue areas are gigantic, because where most of the people live in the country. Anyways, so they're set to make like $11 billion of tax revenue off of this fucking weed legalization deal, and so of course now Jeff Sessions wants to step in and, and, and get rid of legal weed to hurt them because they saw how well it worked in Colorado, the kind of money they pulled in, they which they put into like public education and stuff to help out their kids, and now they're gonna try and fuck California over just because I mean because to own the libs we gotta yeah. gotta make Lee legal again. And a lot of it deals with I mean I don't even know sure what the industry's called maybe but let's just say the party industry you know mm-hmm. you know cigarettes beer alcohol that kind of stuff they lobby a lot against um, marijuana because it's an, a competitor that is better than both of them safer than both of them and just way cool like always been presented as cooler than both of them um so they, they lobby a lot against it and to me i mean of course from a business standpoint i understand it you don't want this big competitor coming in but also i mean i guess i mean maybe maybe i don't understand how you're supposed to run a business but if i was one of these businesses i would be like how about we help it get legalized? We buy up some fields and we, like, Budweiser start selling weed. Um, what's a... Marlboro start selling mm-hmm. weed. I mean, why not do, Why not just go with it and t- get in on some of that money? And it's just to, this weird idea they want to protect their industry for some reason when there there is... A, it's proven there's so much money in this that yeah. you could be making off of it. And they just... They literally choose not to to preserve whatever they're trying to uphold for some reason. It's weird. It's really weird. It's because they understand that they are not positioned well enough to take advantage of legal weed business sure. because that so much would be small growers and stuff like that. But then eventually, of course, as it always happens, because the system of capitalism is broken, these companies would eventually buy them up and get into the business themselves. And you would have people cheering it on left and right because, oh, finally now, Marlboro can sell us weed and it'll be up to their standards and stuff like that. They have distribution platforms for it. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. And that's another weird thing. And I know, it, I know it's... Everything I'm about to say will be countered by the idea of good old Christian values, but a lot of places, especially where we live in rural Georgia, I would, I mean, I, I would not see how I could be a farmer who wouldn't want to jump on this. There's so much money in it. There's mm. something like got, there's guys out here who have not only have some open land, but could get rid of like some of uh, like some of their cotton field and just start planting weed and just roll in the buck. Hell, we could start our own weed farm if it was legal, and we we've could. talked about it. We have talked about yeah. this about starting our own farm because. I mean, and there's so there's so much out here. There's so much money in it, and it's just because of this weird idea that we need to preserve these, and these, because Jesus in the Bible says he does not like marijuana. That mm-hmm. is a that is an actual Bible verse you can look up. Jesus, who we all know had uh, uh, porcelain white skin, blonde hair, bright blue eyes, looks at the, at the at, it, right into the camera of the Bible and says, "Guns are good. Weed is is bad. You can't get a vote Republican. Vote Republican." 
that's what I always find funny is that Republicans, like these Christian people, like they they hate like like prostitution and stuff. But it's like, but Jesus hang out with prostitutes. Like that was his people. Yeah. Like he went to the fucking destitute. That, that was his whole deal. So I don't know. It's and, and the thing is, is that <clears throat> all it really is is we've been conditioned so long to uh, Puritan type values to to not want to indulge in these weird vices that people have have walled off from us because i think all drugs should be illegal or at least decriminalized yeah. at, at best or at worst legalized at best decriminalized at worst let that shit happen because you're not hurting anybody but yourself who cares yeah. what you do and again it's like this is the country founded on the idea of freedom like should you not have the freedom to do what the fuck you want like my favorite argument i guess is i wouldn't want someone who is at work who is high on weed mm. and i'm like yeah first of all i've gone to work several times high and it didn't affect me at all and your job um, is a as a cardiovascular surgeon yeah my job is a cardiovascular surgeon i do this podcast on the side <laughs> um um but i also love it because it's like yeah alcohol is illegal you can't go to work drunk yeah i mean you're not allowed to just on your on your lunch break go and just down a fifth and just come back to work you know it's just that's not how it works so yeah it'd be legal but it's be something you'd be something you do after work or in your leisure time you know yeah like what are you afraid of i mean do you think someone's gonna manage to get past your highness detector like you're gonna smell the weed on them yeah or it's just like you smell you smell alcohol on somebody who's been drinking you're gonna smell the weed unless they're taking like edibles or some shit but in that case you're still gonna know because they're gonna fucking act high shit yeah and if and here's the thing, if they're getting past your your highness detector, maybe they're not that high. Maybe it's not actually impairing them as you think it is. Maybe you're high and you no. don't even know it. I mean, you are high because you're a fucking cuck who drinks fluoride all day, and the government can then fucking change your thoughts, listen to your goddamn thoughts through your fucking the radio transmitters that are in your teeth that are implanted by the dentists. Do you think that the CIA can hear everything you think, motherfucker? You don't know. You think that one day on a census, cuck will be a statistic? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, the country's actually 27% cucks we just found out in the yeah. latest census survey I mean I would identify as cuck just because that sounds awesome I think by the 2040 census we should have like an option for sexual fetishes as well so we can just really start to drill down into what the people are about because I want to know how many people are into like foot stuff I knew you were going to say foot stuff too I don't know what it is it's because I only have one I was foot about to say, so I was say is it because of your amputation yeah okay, okay. You, there's this guy. I just want to. This is a side note. Have we there's mentioned this, that you only have one leg before? We have. Okay, we, we have. have. We have. There's. I want to know. There's a side. This is a side mention of a guy named Chris Saliza or Saliza. It's a really fucking fucked up looking Italian name. Uh, who's like works for CNN, and he has. I think he's on TV sometimes. Most of like he writes shit, and he always has these incredibly dumb fucking takes. Like this last week, he was like, "Here's why I don't think Trump is mentally deteriorating," and I'm like. Okay, so you're just trying to be contrarian at this point. Yeah. But he has a severe foot fetish. And there's a famous tweet that he took of uh, Dana Bash, who also works at CNN. Uh, her feet under the table they're both sitting at. And this, like, this, like, this, like, thing. And he's like, Dana Bash. He tags her in the tweet, shoe game, A++. And she's wearing, like, purple uh, high-heeled shoes. And I'm like, how do you still have a job? Like that is that is Matt Lauer stuff right there. Why are you depositing your spank back material into the fucking cloud? Ugh. Why do you want us to all know? Yeah, that is disgusting. And I'm like, I just don't, man. Some, like you know how Quentin Tarantino, we all know he has a foot fetish. We get it. But here's the thing: is that he's so like upfront about it, and you understand that he's also like not asking his co. He's not looking at his coworkers' feet and being like, "Hmm, let me get some of that foot with Thurman." No, it's on camera, and we're all fucking yeah, in on she's it. She's getting paid for it, right? We're all aware of the foot fetish, yes, and you're participating in it by extension. But speaking of sick Twitter pictures, mm. we should talk about what happened with Keith Ellison. Okay, yeah, this week. So yeah, you know, Keith Ellison took a picture of himself holding a book about uh, Antifa, and he said this was a book that terrifies uh, Donald Trump. And I mean, you know, here's the thing: Keith Ellison's probably my favorite congressman. He is he is a Muslim uh, black dude from Wisconsin. He he ran for the chair of the DNC, which he got it got robbed from him by Obama by the Obama wing putting Tom yeah. Perez in the role instead. As we all know, the DNC is as or more corrupt than the GOP. Oh, probably yeah. 
Um, but these, and so this guy is pretty cool. And I mean, how many people in Congress are you seeing taking pictures? Uh, like they basically promote Antifa. Like Antifa One. is still seen by like most people as being like terrorists or some shit because they're crazy. Remember that train derailed in California and on fucking uh, like Fox News they were like, was Antifa responsible for derailing a train? Yes. Like yeah, the fascist train. We gotta yeah. get it off the tracks. Um, it's all symbolism. But then. Um, Keith Ellison was countered in his in his tweet by a savage genius friend of the show Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro who is a man who I'm pretty sure is just Charlie Kirk from the future he's just Charlie Kirk with, with like I think like 30 minutes more time on him yeah. uh, who's come back to, to live with us and if you have a picture of them in the same room oh. why you should get rid of that picture also definitely tweet it at me because I need to see it to, to uh, know that it's real so I'm going to look right here, and there's an article on uh, on the Daily Wire, which is a website run by Dave Shapiro, or Dave Shapiro, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Um, and this article is titled, Ellison Attacks Trump by Trumpeting Antifa. Shapiro finishes him with one tweet. First of all, bad title. You used the, mm. the, word, the, the Trump sound twice, which first of all, terrible sound these days. And second mm. of all, it just doesn't go good for article title. You really should never do that. And two, Ben Shapiro owns this website and says he finishes him with one tweet. And who is the byline, by the way? Uh, the Daily Wire. Which means Ben Shapiro. Yeah. It's, he, he, he wrote this and didn't put his name on it. He couldn't even get one of his fucking employees to write a puff piece about himself. And then was too cowardly to put his actual name on the piece. So let's take a look here at what Ben Shapiro's tweet was. Uh, okay, so it's him. Uh, he's got a real dumb fucking face with like caterpillar thick eyebrows. Uh, he's holding up uh, a book he, that says the story of Israel. And it says in the tweet, uh, at home and just found a copy of the book that strikes fear into the heart of Keith Ellison. So I got a couple of questions about this tweet. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because what exactly is it about Israel that, that would scare Keith Ellison? What? What could the what could the possible yeah. reason for that be? This tweet is not him owning Keith Ellison. It's just him saying, "Hey, I'm racist, by the way, and I want everyone to know." Yeah, because I mean, as we all know, Israel are uh, illegal occupiers of, of Palestinian territory. They were given that land uh, uh, by the victors in World War II as a reward. Um, but the thing is, is that. Basically, everyone has also heard about the idea that Israel runs essentially their own like concentration camps, and they push Muslims into these into these terrible places, and they constantly launch missiles at them and shit. Is he saying that that Keith Ellison's afraid of Israel because Israel would kill him for being a Muslim in their country or near their country? Is that what's going on here? Obviously, he's I, I, just he he is saying that because Keith Ellison is Muslim, he should he should be scared. Is what he's saying. He's saying right, he should be yeah. scared of what could happen to you. Yeah. Because, you know, America has been sucking fucking Israel's dick for since the day it was created, and we've done yes. everything we can to help them uh, because we consider them to be an ally for some reason, despite the fact that they're mostly run by batshit crazy people. Um, well, then again, that does sound familiar, doesn't it? Uh, so, uh, this this support of Israel is very weird. Yeah, but we, we now have popularized their biggest import ever, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> Gal Gadot, listen, man, I like Wonder Woman as much as the next guy, but let's not pretend here that Gal Gadot isn't kind of fucked up for constantly tweeting her support of the Israeli army. That's like, true. That's fucking weird, man. Like, especially in 2018, when you've seen the shit these people have done yeah, to the, weird. the Palestinians. Uh, I know that it's, like, compulsory military service and shit, but you ain't gotta like it, you know? Plenty of guys that went to Vietnam came back and were like, fuck the army, that shit sucked. I know guys today who went in voluntarily and came back and were like, that shit sucked. Um, so yeah, Ben Shapiro wrote an article about how good he owned a guy. All right, and one second. How many retweets does Keith Ellison's have? Uh, Keith Ellison's has uh, 2,700. Okay, and how many does Ben Shapiro have? 900. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's let the numbers speak for themselves not, here, guys. Not that, I'm, not that I'm necessarily saying that numbers equate to rightness, but... You're, if you own someone, as you say it, but you didn't even get as much attention as them, I don't think that you can really count that as an own. Yeah. Also, you're Ben Shapiro, and you fucking suck. And also, we've discussed previously on this podcast that the word own in journalism uh, is probably used correctly 1% of the time. 
Listen, I mean, man, I hate the word owning. I will never be owned or own anyone. You understand me? You know where I think this whole idea of people getting owned came from as far mm-hmm. as politics goes? It's something we talked about before. The West Wing. Mm. It Once again, it's an incendiary show that has made us have this idea that you can just, you can use your logic and defeat somebody else and they will bow to you when in real life, no matter how much logic you use and how much more right you may think you are or actually be than they are, no one is ever going to change their mind because of something you say. No. They might change their mind years later, but no politician these days is going to change their mind in an instant. No, no, because it's it's sort of ingrained this idea of that. I mean, the, the idea that you can even argue with someone well enough that they will change their mind at all. It's like no, man. People aren't convinced by arguments. They don't want to hear your argument. They they have to come to understand it themselves. And I know this because I've done this. I've yeah, been that guy. I was, both have. I was there, several times. I in college and high school and shit. I was like a shitty like. Ugh, anarcho-capitalist yeah. type dude who just was like, eh, whatever, fucking this is this is all dumb and shit. Yeah. And, and I was a milk-bred Democrat my whole life up until maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah, it, it, it took some doing uh, to get here. But the thing is, nothing, during my time when that happened, not once was I ever convinced by an argument someone made against me. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, you might get owned in an argument, but you never understand that you have been. Yeah. Like, no one ever sits here and goes, God damn, man, I've been owned. Unless it's like they're joking with you. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how it this works. This isn't eight mile. You don't get into a rap battle and then, oh, he rapped so good, I can't even speak anymore. That's not <laughs> how it works, okay? No, it's not. And But, you know, my life has definitely worked. The eight mile tactic of uh, just owning myself so much that people will leave me alone. And I was going to say, my life is actually exactly like eight mile. <laughs> There are a lot of similarities between my struggle and Marshall Mathers. You think so? Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be great. That's going to be a good fucking, like, documentary of your life. Yeah. Because I've been there for most of it. And, like, people will watch this documentary and Uh say, that was 8 Mile. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else saw this, but that was 8 Mile. Does that make me that you're you're a shitty brother who hangs out in the trailer and tells you you're worthless? You're, you're, no, that's, first of all, that's his, like, mom's fuck buddy okay I'll no you're uh you're, you're cheddar bob i'm cheddar bob yeah. oh fuck because you shoot yourself in the leg and you're uh-huh. on crosses the rest of the movie wow that's who you are fantastic and I'm, I'm glad to know that i'm cheddar fucking bob but speaking of of arguing with someone so well that they change their political opinions i did want to bring up something that All I right. saw earlier, and it is an interview or a talk that uh, Ezra Klein was giving to. Ezra Klein uh, is one of the founding members of Vox.com. Yeah, he was talking to I think it was uh, who was it? Uh, one of those Pod Save America idiots. Uh, 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 fake John Favreau. John, fake John Favreau. I think is who it was. Yeah. he was talking to, and he said that his his biggest issue or his biggest fear for the left is that sometimes people on the left act like if you don't know this or agree with my politics and you're an idiot and you should go go away or be quiet. And that we've forgotten that sometimes you're going to have to engage with people that you don't agree with and argue with them and try and convince them of their point of your point of view. You're going to have to persuade people. And that's basically his biggest fear for the left is that we have we have forgotten that sometimes you're going to have to argue to get people on your side. And it's like, first of all, as I've just said, no. You are never going to argue someone into agreeing with you. Yeah, it doesn't work. No one was ever owned into being a communist. That's not how... Well, some people were owned into being a communist. In a but much it was, different sense of the word. It was at gunpoint, not uh, on the debate floor. But also, here's the thing. I have known these concepts about socialism and shit for a very long time. But I didn't start agreeing with it until I pretty much saw that the system was fucked beyond all belief. Yeah. And there was never going to be hope for, for it getting better, right? So I was never argued into it. No one ever convinced me. I just came around on it on my own because I realized that the what I had believed in before didn't have any answers for me. I wasn't going to be helped by them. Yeah. The, so, I mean, you, it takes time to just realize that the system is fucked mm-hmm. and we're all a part of it. So we're fucked. People who are insufficiently left, as some people like to call it, and usually it's not leftists who say that, it's centrists who are trying to make fun of leftists. Mm-hmm. Um, those people who are centrists and on the right are not stupid. They're not dumb. Their lives just aren't shitty enough yet. 
That's the problem. Or not the problem. That's the thing. I don't know. And I don't want to like put words in someone's mouth. I think that's terrible, but I don't, maybe they don't realize how shitty their lives are. Mm. Most people in America, I'd say 98, 99% of us have really shitty lives overall as far as what the system does for us. Yeah. Very shitty lives. And I think that some people are still living comparably a comfortable life who are okay. But as our conditions, our economic material conditions continue to, continue to decline as they have been for years now, since like the 70s, more and more people are going to start to see the people who they, they listen to, the, the, the centrists of both the Democrats and the Republicans, those middle-of-the-road people, don't have any answers for them and are not going to help. And they're going to start going to the fringes. It's not a matter of convincing people. It's a matter of being there to guide them to your side and not the other side. And here's the fucking, here's the the thing about that, is that there are only two sides they can really gravitate to. The right and the left, obviously, there's like the Nazis, and there's the socialists. And I got, I, the socialists have a much better and more appealing message for a lot of people than the Nazis do. The Nazis are, I would hope. Well, the Nazis are inherently limited by the fact that they're never going to recruit any people of color. They're not going to get yeah. black people on their side. They're also not going to be able to really get have so much measures for women. Or Jewish people. Jewish people. I mean, so obviously, gay people. Gay Although people. I have seen a lot of gay fascists recently. It's very weird. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, the Milo Yiannopoulos principle. Yeah. But the thing is, it's always white dudes. It's always yeah. white gay dudes that are going to like fascism because they think that yeah. they won't be getting bashed. Yeah. No, man, you they, will. they want to fit in with these pretty boy conservatives, you know, who wear suits all the time and think, think they're the hot shit. That they, know, they got it all figured out, you know? Yeah. And plus, they think that they'll be safe there. They think that because they're also white dudes, that when the fucking purge happens, they'll be okay. Yeah. I'm not going to get affected because I'm not doing anything bad. They'll find a way, man. The Nazis did not like gay people. They were no. not fans of them. So, I just feel like in the end, socialism has a much has a much better message, and we're going to be the ones that are going to get people on our side. Yeah. It's as simple Certainly. as that. Uh, I think that we... we, we it's, and I'm not saying we need to sit back and wait for it to happen because obviously I don't want things to get that bad. We do, we do have to go out and not really persuade people so much, but let them know we exist and let them know what we believe. Yeah. Because that's the thing people are confused about. They don't even know. I didn't know that there was an American really a left until after the, the, the 2016 election. Yeah. I wasn't even aware. I used to always make jokes about how capitalism was killing us and stuff, but I didn't know there were people who seriously agree with me on that. I thought I was reliving in a, a, as Mark Fisher would call it, yeah. the capitalist realist hellscape. Yeah, I thought being a basic democratic liberal put me at the, the most left you could possibly be in America, and I was I was very 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 wrong. Yeah, I'm glad I was. Yeah, for there, sure. There's more to explore now. But you know what's funny? I did, I did want to tell you something pretty funny. I saw. All right, it. whisper, whisper. I'm sorry. I saw this thing. No, um, I saw this thing. ASMR. Uh, uh, like it was a, a screen cap of a, a thing from Reddit. You know, one of the one of the one of the great sites on the internet, one of the one of the places where some of our best thinking goes down is on mm-hmm. Reddit. Mm-hmm. This was from R slash incels. Which is one of few subreddits to have ever been shut down mm. for being too toxic. Yeah. Well this guy was talking about how, man, I've been red pilled, I've been woken up by by uh, our logic and our beliefs, and I, I can't go back, man. I can't stop seeing it. I can't, I can't stop understanding that I shouldn't even talk to that girl because my genes are inferior to that guy's genes. So therefore, he should be the one to procreate with her, not me. And stuff like I can't stop seeing how the Jews control Hollywood and our lives, all that kind of stuff. I wish I could go back to being blue pilled. And I'm like, you know what? Thanks for doing all women a favor and not talking to them. <laughs> I'm like, man, my dude, like. What kind of philosophy leads down the, the path of thinking that you're shit, so therefore you shouldn't be happy? Yeah. Like, what's even going on there? How do you get into followers? Women don't like me. So Jews run Hollywood. Yeah. That's what it is. I figured it out. What's so crazy, because you'll see these people, and it's it's because of, like, geek social fallacies and stuff, where people will believe one thing. Like, okay, I could see... Just, I could see how someone could get to be an incel type person. Okay, I can see that. You haven't gotten laid. You don't get any fucking, you don't have any luck with ladies. All right, cool. I see how that could lead you down a bad road of being depressed. But then you'll have one or two guys in the community who also then believe like, well, that's because the Jews control Hollywood and are trying to convince women to only have sex with black dudes. The Force Awakens, Ray and her big black staff, 
obviously, out of the little white cuck ball. BB-8 cuck ball. Right, yeah. So you get you get those kinds of people, and then they start saying that, and you can't reject those people in that community because they believe like you do. So you can't kick them out because you got to have solidarity. And then you start entertaining their ideas. The next thing you know, everyone's starting to agree with that too. And it spirals from, I'm lonely and can't have sex because of society, I guess, is your, so you're blaming for it, to we have to fucking get our hands on nuclear weapons and blow up the world because things aren't fair. And I'm like, man, what a fucking like nihilistic belief system. You know what? If, if I were one of these incels, what I would do is I wouldn't be an incel. I would just say, hey, by the way, I'm Volcel. <laughs> I'm just doing this by choice, baby. Yeah. Okay? I can I can get laid whenever I want. I mean, hey, with the way things are going right now in our politics and in entertainment, I'm only going to watch movies and vote people that are in are Volcels. Like, you are, Volcels, you are out of options. I, I have very much No <laughs> movies are made by Volcels. <laughs> no, they're not. And the ones that are, are I'm, I'm a little scared of. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh I, I, could, I could see Lars von Trier having never uh, never voluntarily had sex before. I could see I that. I say voluntarily. That's what Valsal means. I'm voluntarily in cell. Are you saying that Lars von Trier's been sexually taken advantage of? I mean, he is Lars von Trier. So he's probably been in like an eyes wide shut scenario yeah, before. Yeah, he's probably just trying to get to the punch bar and somebody like <laughs> slipped something in. And he's like, oh God, what was that? <laughs> so... I, so that was, I mean, that was just really funny. And I see these kind of people on the internet, and I think to myself, man, you're so close to the truth. It's, again, why I like people I don't like. Why I have sympathy for Flat Earthers, why I have sympathy for Alex Jones fans, is because they they understand the world is broken in some way. There's something fundamentally wrong with, with the world. But they have misidentified yeah. what's causing it. Yeah, they're focusing on, like... What's it? A false flag, basically. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's you. You've you've displaced your 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 dis, your unsatisfaction with the world into one specific group of people that are the incorrect group because it's not women or Jews or lizard people from beneath the earth that are causing your issues. It's the rich and it's the capitalist mode of production that is. If it's maybe not creating the entire issue you're having, but it's not making it better. It's exacerbating the problem that you have because. Basically, everything that you had that's wrong with your life is made worse under capitalism. Yeah. It may not be causing it, but it sure as fuck isn't helping anybody either. So you've you've taken that and displaced it. And I feel like those people who have these problems and, and think this way are people that we could be reaching. They are, they're, we could save them, I guess, maybe Good. in a way. I mean, because even then, like, I, I listened to a podcast the other day and I heard, I heard this thing about Gamergate they were talking about. And they were like, you know, Gamergate, they had a, uh, their their ideal behind them was noble and good, like gaming journalism and ethics and stuff. And first of all, I was like, uh, it was never really about that. Yeah. It was never about that to begin with. But then they were like, they should we should be trying to like recruit them because they had sort of like a, a, a thought process that is good to have in that let's identify these problems with our, with our society and fix them. It was limited to gaming, and again, it was never about journalism and ethics. No, it was about hurting it was about women, sexism and racism. Right? Yeah, they were like, fascism. "Oh yeah, the inciting incident actually happened." And I was like, "There was never any kind of review of a game by a guy who was having sex with the, with the creator." Yeah, that's not what happened. But the bigger point here is that is that those kinds of movements and those kinds of people, if they're actually for true, this was not for true, but like I said, Flat Earthers, Alex Jones fans, people like that, even people who are like into chemtrails and shit, I'm like, okay, we could talk about this because it's obvious that the government and and, uh, corporations mostly are the ones that are putting weird shit in your food. Let's actually examine that. Let's think about it and let's talk about why some of the shit you think believe isn't right, but here's things that are right and we can talk about that. Yeah. But it's so hard, man, because it's really hard to start a conversation with these people and really get them to listen to you. But, I mean, I feel like we're kindred spirits. We, yeah. we believe the opposite on things, but... It's my thing with libertarians. I think libertarians are so close to the true solution. Yeah. But they, they just kind of, they just focus really hard on a couple of things that don't actually matter. And uh, maybe, as... They'll get there one day. As far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, they'll get there one day. Yeah, I mean... Sooner rather the, than later, hopefully. That'll be the hope, because people have managed to, over time, uh, come around to the idea that things aren't right with certain scenarios. And sometimes they're limited in how they see the world, and sometimes they're a bit too broad. Yeah. But, obviously, there are issues, 
But the answer is not going to be putting the blame on false groups of people or concepts. It's going to be on identifying the true issue. And I mean, I really do think that capitalism is probably responsible for a lot of these issues people are having. Sure. And, uh, you know, even like, uh, I mean, Mark Fisher, one, I'm not sure if I agree with him on this entirely. He did say that, uh, that mental illness was a product of capitalism. And I'm not sure if it is or not. I do think that a lot of that is biology, but at the same time, it's like, it sure isn't helping anybody. Surely. Like our terrible mental health systems in America are not helping anybody with their problems. So yeah, I don't, I don't, and here's the thing. I don't know because we've learned more and more about mental illness and what constitutes a mental illness within the past Hell, just 20 years, we've learned a whole lot about it. So I don't know if rates of illness have actually gone up because mm-hmm. of capitalism or if it's just that we've kind of defined what they are more and started to diagnose them faster um, that makes us... But I do. I will say that it is much more common to meet somebody who can be classified as mentally ill these days than it was 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not that's a result of our system or whether or not it's just more numbers and more connectedness and more awareness is irrelevant. It doesn't matter which one's causing it. It's the issue that treating it is not being helped by, by, by Hell no. our system. Because we still view health in general, and mental health especially too, as commodities that need to be charged for. Like, look at how much it costs to go to a therapist. Look at the prescription costs on these on the medicines they prescribe yeah. to people. It's insane. It's almost almost it's impossible for a lot of people to actually pay for and attain. Yeah. So it's not helping anybody. Here, you know what? Here's a change of topic. Let's go off right. that for a second. All I right. want to talk about what's his Star fucking Wars. name. I want to oh. talk about is it is it is it Logan Paul? Logan Paul took a picture who was like filming himself with a dead yes, body he in did Japan. A Japan vlog. Can you talk about this a little bit? You more about YouTube than I do. All right. So I don't know a whole lot about Logan Paul. Um, I do know he got his start on Vine back when that was a thing. I actually did. I followed him on Vine back in the day. He was kind of, he was just a, he was just some college guy who just ran around doing stupid stuff. It was kind of funny. And then whenever Vine died, he moved to YouTube and became one of the most annoying people in the entire world. He, uh, him and his, I don't know if Jake Paul's his brother or something. Their brother. I didn't see that. Okay. Him and his brother both do the same thing. They make dumb vlog videos and exploit children to watch their videos and make money off of ad revenue. I heard that. Last year together, they both they made like a hundred million dollars on this. They make an insane amount of money, and they're both like they look like the pictures like the kids from Hitler Youth posters, like yeah. the Ubermensch. Yeah, and Jake like Paul actually used to be on a on one of the Disney Channel shows. I can't remember which one. Oh, he used okay. to be on one of those. So he, he's kind of they have that look like boy band, you know, run of the mill, uh, building a factory somewhere. Yeah, poster boy kind of kids. Um, and so I've, I've, I've never, I'll openly admit, I've never watched either one of their videos ever. So I don't know what happened in this Japan vlog. But I do know that Jake Paul, no, Logan Paul went to Japan and did a bunch of stupid shit. I did, I saw some gifts of him, like him and his friends running around. And what, what are those hats called? The, do you know? The, like, they were the aliens from uh, Toy Story, right? The little, the little three-headed guys? The three-eyed guys? I remember the little hats that. These that like oh the people. rice paddy hats yeah 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 they called. were like running around in those and kimonos oh, and what they were like playing in like koi ponds and stuff and all this and then one one part of the video was he goes to the quarries I'm not gonna try to say it mm-hmm. it's the suicide forest in Japan most notably known because people go there to commit suicide sometimes in groups mm-hmm. as an act of whatever and he goes in and films a dead body that is a, a part of a suicide. And, uh, surprisingly enough, shockingly, people were upset about this, um, that he just put a dead body on a stream of somebody who has a family and, you know, people who love him and is part of, you know, a suicide, maybe not investigation, part of a case right now. Yeah, did they, did they blow out his face at all or anything? Or I don't think it in there. I, I haven't seen the actual still image. Um, I didn't, I didn't care enough to look at that. Because I've seen it blurred out in people, yeah. other people who took screenshots and I just thought, oh, they must have done that themselves because they were reacting to it pretty badly. Yeah, so, um... So after this happened, Logan Paul did an apology, and of course, as they always do, and he was just like, I didn't know I would be hurting anyone, I'm sorry, and it's just like, and, and, and here's the thing, you can feign ignorance for a certain amount, but you can't say that you decided to go into this, this forest, that, like, if you went into a random forest and saw a dead body that was a member of a suicide, sure, it was a mistake, he didn't know that it was a bad thing, but you went into the suicide forest in Japan looking for some clickbait shit to put in your video, and you see a dead body, you cannot feign ignorance that long. It's it's impossible. He knows what he was trying to do. He's upset that 
people were as upset as they are about it. He thought that yeah. it would just be some cool clickbait thing. People, oh, Jake, Logan, their names are interchangeable. Logan yeah. and Paul saw a dead body. That's so cool. And it's gotten to the point now where Japanese police actually want to question Logan. They want him to come back to Japan. They want to question him about um, his actions that he had in, in uh, Japan. Wow. And I'm hoping this leads to the downfall of the Paul family. I mean, here's the thing. I saw that dumb video. I watched part of the so the, the, the court video, which I couldn't watch too much of because I was disgusted yeah. by it. But they, they they had this moment where they, 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 they look like they're actually like, oh my God, there's a corpse. And then it very quickly becomes them like making jokes and taking pictures with the corpse. And I'm like, no, what are you fucking doing? That's fucking disgusting. But, yeah, this whole, like, stupid fake apology he's done where it's like, we just went into the forest to make some funny, we're going to do, like, some spooky goofs and stuff. And it's yeah. like, no, man, you can't, we didn't expect to see a real dead body. I'm like, you can't fake that. Don't don't fucking uh, uh, front with me, people. I know what the fuck you're talking about here. You went in there looking for a dead body and you found it and you got what you wanted and you exploited a person's tragic, you know, suicide and don't, don't, don't be, a, be real about it, you know? Just yeah. say what you're fucking doing. And also... Don't do that. Yeah. Don't go into a suicide horse to make a, a vlog for your comedy channel on YouTube because you're a fucking asshole. Also, don't fucking go to Japan. Yeah. You're not allowed. I want to be a piece of shit because that's what you fucking are. You went there to make fun of these people and do a lot of just, like, just random, dumb, fucking unfunny shit. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you top it all off with basically desecrating a, part of a person's corpse. And what gets me about this in the end is that someone then pointed out I me, mean, there is a show on YouTube or Red called Do You Want to See a Dead Body? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's Rob Hubel. It's a comedy show. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a scripted show. Right, yeah, but it's very funny to me. It's just a crazy bit of irony that that show exists on YouTube Red and a YouTube star is now in hot water for actually filming himself with a corpse. Yes, because he went and saw a real corpse. Yeah. Of a real person and not scripted. It's like a strange art imita- or life imitates art type moment. Exactly. You know, it's so fucking bizarre. Oh, I also, know. I'm surprised people are allowed in that forest with cameras. I know, right? It's so weird. I mean, seriously, I don't understand the whole suicide thing. I'm not, I'm not yeah, that I don't, part we're of the not culture. Gonna, I, like, no. We understand Japanese no, culture, no, no, no. but the whole the whole idea that you can go in there. I mean, I mean, sure, I, I can see why you couldn't stop from going into the, into the forest with cameras. Sure, whatever. It's a forest. How are you going to defend every single square inch of the entrance? But if someone goes in there and does that with a camera, you know what they're going there for. We all understand what what Especially, the game is. And I'm not not judging but by the cover, but when they look like Logan Paul. Oh, I am judging on the cover. When it's like eight kids running around with fucking GoPros and, and selfie sticks and they're fucking in the corpse where the people go to kill or the, the forest, people kill themselves in, you know what they're there for. Don't don't even try and lie. So it's just fucking disgusting. Yeah. And I see all these people on the internet defending him and it's always like these 13-year-old boys who are like, oh, Logan Paul's great. Like, he did just a fucking video. What are you so mad about? Yeah. And I'm kind of worried about the effect these Paul people are having on our country, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's big. I mean, a lot of these young kids are growing up on YouTube. I have one of my best friends, his little brother, his brother, is, he's about 18 now, but he kind of grew up on a lot of YouTube guys. Luckily, he only, like, watched, like, Minecraft videos and stuff, but he grew up on a lot, on a lot of these guys, and more and more kids are doing it because it's, I mean, their, their parents paying for the internet, so it's a basically free-form entertainment. All you gotta do is watch the ads so that you, these guys can get money, and, you get to just watch their crazy antics. They get to do whatever they want, you know, because they look the way they do and they have the money that they do. And it's a form of escapism for them. But it's also like, you know, you don't have to go to bat to defend everything these guys do just because you like some of their... Even if, even if something about Logan Paul's videos speaks to you and you like them and you think they're funny, you don't have to go to bat just when he did something bad. You know, you yeah. can be like, hey, I mean... I've had to do this very recently with with people. You can't you can't just always be like, oh, I just approve of whatever they do. You know, you you can still you can like their videos, you can like their content, but you don't have to just blindly defend everything they do just because you're a fan. Yeah. And I think that a lot of kids think they do, and it is really I'm really interested to see what what this is gonna what the product of this is gonna be in the future. Yeah, people are so worried about those like weird YouTube videos of the of the like computer-generated content of Elsa and Spider-Man shitting on the Hulk or something. But I'm more worried about these actual deliberately made videos by these, by these guys who, by the way, it seems like most of the time these guys come from money. 
to have the yeah, amount of I don't, cash they need to. I don't know either of their backgrounds, but I do know. I mean, they. I know now they are very rich. I don't know about what they were like before. I did look it up, and the Paul boys do come from a, a upper middle class family already. You know, their their parents are pretty well off, so that they didn't they didn't come from from from. It's not a rags to riches type story. Yeah, it's two idly bored, you know, upper class white dudes who decided it's time to fucking like make videos and do dumb shit, and then. I mean, it's kind of like PewDiePie, you know, people fucking approved of it and they, 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 they become like super fans and you have these very young people who have not yet learned the idea that sometimes your heroes can be bad and be fucked up and just go to bat for it no matter what. Yeah. And it's fucking weird, man. Like, listen, I like George Lucas. I will not try to defend uh, Star Wars detours. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let that one, I'm going to let that one go. All right. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just I mean YouTube has really fucked people up in a lot of ways and and I mean a lot of the internet media has in general, but YouTube tends to attract a lot of crazies like these these guys who will review a movie but their review will be longer than the movie yeah. or these crazy right wingers who will just like scream into a camera for hours, you know? How many people made 4-hour videos out of a 20-minute Anita Sarkeesian video back in like 2013? Oh my god. Dude, that like how much of YouTube servers are just consumed with Sargon of Akkad saying that uh, women could not have been warriors in Viking culture because of fucking I don't know the, the magic power of dicks. I think that YouTube should eliminate all channels except for Video Game Donkey, okay, best person on YouTube, gotcha. and YouTube should just be a platform to put more videos out <laughs> by him because yet to disappoint me, very funny guy. If that's if if you if you're not if you're into gaming at all and you you do like to use YouTube, I can't recommend Video Game Donkey more. Super funny guy, love him. Here's my question: Why does uh, Dropbox charge me money to post files on their website when YouTube hosts anything and everything for free? That is so. That is something I've never understood. And I'm an I, I'm an IT person. I do not understand because YouTube's done that even before they were owned by Google. It's not like being on and Google still charges you to, to um, sh- um post files drive. on their uh, not on Drive but just like if you have like a Google site or something to yeah. host something on your site you have to put it there. So I do not understand how YouTube can hold these huge video files but to host a podcast on like SoundCloud or something you have to pay monthly for the storage. Yeah. You know? I don't understand it. Yeah, SoundCloud, you hear that? I pay you every yes. month to fucking host this podcast. We, we pay you. Mm. We use you. And we get nothing in return. Well, except for our ten view, our ten listeners a yes, week, who we appreciate. We do tell appreciate. Your, tell your friends. Every, yeah, tell your friends. Listen to our podcast. But here's a real quick thing: How many millions of hours of video content are there on YouTube that is like in HD streaming constantly, but yet you can just put anything on there for free? Yeah, just I mean, there's whatever. like the last estimation I saw, which was like a year ago. They said there's like three days worth of content put up every day on YouTube. Jesus Christ. Um, so. Wait, hold on. Just three days? Yeah. That, That's this, actually... This was a couple of years. It's like a year or two oh, ago okay. that I saw this come out. Because um, I remember when I was in high school when I listened to, uh, to the radio show going to school oh, wait, one no, day. three days. Is, I think it was more like a week or two. I think it was like two weeks or something. Okay. It was put on every day. What am I talking about? And they were like, yeah, there's a site called YouTube and it's got over 400 videos. You should go check it out. This weird yeah. novelty on the internet. And it was like... It, I remember when YouTube started, it was like one little tiny box... And it was like it played only in 240p or some yeah. shit, and it was great. Yeah, I remember the old days of YouTube back when like people who had like these channels, people who had like a lot of subscribers, were just regular people who had to go to jobs every day and do stuff. And I don't hate the fact that you can now live doing something you actually like. I think mm. that's really cool. Well, we want but that, right? That's our that's, that's, our that's, that's the future. whole thing. Doesn't mean I approve of all of it. No, it doesn't no, mean that I approve of their at business at all. But I mean, it is cool because they, to be honest, now for a second, the YouTube has a pretty exploitative model of their of their viewers. Even people like PewDiePie, as hateful of a human being as he is, and should probably die. Um, the motherfucker uh, has millions of viewers and gets like pennies per view, like. But that's not even most of his business. It comes from his endorsements and his deals and stuff like yeah, that. Merchandise, and merchandise shit. and stuff. But most people who think, "Oh, I could be as big as him one day, or I could make money off of this," I don't even need as much as he has. They're going to be sorely disappointed when they realize that YouTube is, is giving you pennies per advertisement. If that, I like, probably even less than a penny per advertisement watch. So it's a pretty fucking exploitative business model. And it sucks that people like get into it thinking that I'll I'll achieve e fame and live off of that, which should be a totally viable career path. 
but that's not going to be possible. I think from now on, every kid should either try to be a YouTube star or an esports player. I okay. think that should be everyone's goal from now on. Well, they're bringing back Vine, so they can give that yeah. another shot as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, here we are saying this as, as people who are doing a podcast. That's true. I mean, but I do have a full-time job. I do that's have true. a full-time job um, soon, too. Getting one so. soon. Um, um, by the way, a future episode will be entirely esports, so everyone oh, yeah? cannot listen. Um, yeah, we're going to be all that's, esports. That's actually probably my... Probably my favorite thing in the entire world is mm-hmm. esports. I love them so much. We're gonna talk about them one day. Weren't they talking about getting a union at some point? They have a. Uh, we get. You know what? We're, we're, get, we're, we're running getting late. A little late. We are. But... T- we are running a little late. I will say this: League of Legends is my favorite esport. They do have a players' union now. Going through a little bit of controversy at the time. We can talk about it next week. Okay. If that can be something we start the show off next week. Cool. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Illenials Podcast. Yep. Should we just call the? Should we call ourselves the Illenials or just Illenials? Should that be our real name? Should we just go with that instead of instead of adding podcast on there, or just the Illenials? Yeah, it's another episode. You, you've, this this has been the Illenials. Yeah, and I am. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter. Uh, I am uh, at MC Surf. That is S E R F. And you can contact Seth on there at. Uh, it's like Life of Seth with underscores in between. Sometimes if you follow him, he. He sometimes retweets me. You can find me that way. Yeah. All right. And then our art is, as always, done by uh, Marcus the Barkley. The elusive Marcus Barkley. Who you can only contact by uh, passing him between two tree branches at midnight on the summer solstice. Yeah. I would give out his name on League of Legends, but I don't think he'd like that. No, probably not. Um, so, yeah. We will see you guys all next week. I'll take it easy.